This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets Podcast. Welcome to episode number, what is it, four? What I think this four? is four. My yeah. goodness. I'm not that good at counting, but <laughs> just kidding. And I'm I am pretty sure Craig. I am Craig, your host. Chris, welcome back. Good to be here. All right. Well, before we get started with everything, Chris, I just want to remind everybody to visit hollandassetsllc.com. We've got the show notes there. So Holland you, Assets with no G. Holland Assets. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Did I say Holland? No, I don't think so. Okay, but good. I'm just trying to clarify. I just, yeah, I, I don't want to be too highfalutin yeah. with my pronunciation. Yeah, we're so. a little slang here. HollandAssetsLLC.com. <laughs> so we're going to have show notes there if you want any more detail on the stuff that we talk about during these episodes. So uh, visit us there. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever your preferred platform is. Subscribe to us and leave a review. Those are much appreciated and they really do help. So today... Chris, we are backing up a little bit. You said you wanted to hit the pause button and uh, zoom out. Tell me what you want to do today. Well, before we even hit the pause button, I want to even hit the pause button before we hit the pause button. Tell That's, a little story. Is that is all right? So, this is so meta. <laughs> I can't even take it. So I've, I have I just got took delivery of my truck two days ago. And so I've been just going crazy, you know, buying stuff and just kind of getting it set up and, and working. Well, the mattress, and I didn't know this, the mattress that's in the back of the truck yep. is is not quite a, a full-size mattress. And so when we went, to, I had some sheets and we put the sheets on it and they and they kind of work, but they're really loose. They don't fit super well. So I'm, I'm like, well, maybe I need to buy a set of sheets and I'll go see how much they cost on Amazon. So I pull up Amazon and I type in trucker mattress sheets. Uh-oh. And look look what pulls up. Okay. Uh, it's, what It's Pillows with bunnies on it. <laughs> so what? I'm looking at a pillow cover, like a pillow case, kind of. Um, there is one luxury trucker sleeping pad uh, with a with a delightfully attractive woman on it. Um, but there, then there's a bunch of bunnies. This is odd. Uh, I, yeah, I'm like, what? Hey, what are you guys searching for out there on Amazon that's making it so it pulls up fluffy bunnies on a pillow? <laughs> We'll have to. So I took blaming, a screenshot on my phone. You're blaming everybody else. I, that's I can't think of what it would be. I, not, I'm not searching for bunnies on <laughs> on Amazon. I don't think fantastic. I'm part of that algorithm. Uh, that is that is fantastic. I'll put, we'll put a we'll put a picture of that. I took a screenshot. We'll put the picture on in the uh, in the show notes. in the show notes fantastic. so other people can see that I'm not crazy. Uh, so what I want people to do is email us. <laughs> Go, email info at hollandassetsllc.com and uh, let us know where you buy your sleeper sheets. Uh, so that we can make sure we get the right ones for Chris. I, I got to be able to sleep comfortably, right? <laughs> sheets are an important part of that. <laughs> if you and, say and so. apparently I need a, a fluffy bunny pillow too. Real, real men don't use sheets, Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get to the truck stuff uh, All right, the in a future things, episode. Yeah. I'm pulling you back, All Chris. Right. All right, we got, we got important things to discuss today. What are we doing today? Let's do this. Today, we are going to kind of shift gears a little bit because we've been doing a lot of stuff in the weeds, talking about... Uh, getting your authority, talking about the business side of things. But today I kind of want to hit the pause button, take a step back and, you know, really talk a little bit about the big picture. 
Yeah. Okay. So getting out of the weeds and looking at the big picture, what do you mean by that? What is it that we're looking at? So in the first episode, we talked a little bit about being willing to do what it takes to be successful. And so today we're kind of kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. And what does it really mean to be successful? What are the differences that I tend to see between the guys who really truly succeed starting and running their own trucking company versus the guys that just kind of continually struggle. Right. I mean, in the, okay. So going back to our introductory episode, you were talking about changing the mindset. Is that the kind of thing that you're going for? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You know, most of our clients start out as a truck driver, obviously. So they understand the driving side of things. They understand how to safely get a load, you know, pick up a load, get it from point A to point B. But when they start their own company, you know, where we see them struggle is more on the business side of things. And so that's really what we, I want to talk about some of those things today that will help guys make that transition. They need to change their mindset from that of a driver to that of a company owner. You know, they still need to hold on to those driver things, but this is kind of like taking it to the next level. They not only need to be an excellent driver, but now they need to be able to, you know, to a certain level of competency, do some of the owner stuff. Right. Now, I, I want to relate this to you a little bit because we've talked before about how you, you're a longtime business owner. You've had a lot of different ventures uh, in your past. Seems like you're an entrepreneurial kind of guy, right? But you're talking about somebody shifting into that mindset and, and you feel like uh, we've got some wisdom to share for somebody looking to do that. Yeah. And, and I started my first business over 10 years ago and and I've seen this evolution that change of mindset myself over, over those 10 years. And, and everybody's going to need to do it. You know, I, I look at kind of what my idea of business ownership was 10 years ago when I first got started. It is totally different <laughs> no today yeah, than it was sure. back then. Like I had no idea that I would eventually grow into only multiple businesses that have, you know, upwards of close to 50 employees working for me, uh, you know, a, a lot of different things like that. So it's just changed. I never, I never saw that happening. And so my mind has evolved over the years and, and really I see more, I understand more. And to be honest with you, it's actually still evolving. Well, I'm sure it would. I, it's not just that you need to change your mindset once, right? It's changing your mindset into kind of a, uh, that, that whole continuous learning idea, right? Is shifting your mindset into an owner mindset isn't a one-time thing. I'm sure it's not. And you've got to continually evolve. If you don't evolve, you're, you know, I, I've always liked to stay, say, if you're not taking a step forward, you're actually taking steps backwards. So you've always got to be, you know, leaning forward, as we say in the military, leaning forward in your foxhole and, and always changing, getting better, advancing. You, you don't want to take step back. And you feel like, uh, your experience over the last 10 years with business ownership is going to tr- uh, translate over to the truck drivers who want to transition into ownership as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of look at this as like, you know, planting a seed. So in the truck driver sense of things that, that seed, that truck driver, the, the thought, the idea that, you know, maybe I want something better. I don't want to just drive for somebody else. I don't want to make somebody else money. I want to make myself more money. And that thought, that idea, that's that start of that little seed. And, you know, like any plant to make that seed grow, you've got to feed it, you've got to nourish it. And, and eventually it's going to grow into something much bigger. And that's really what this podcast, one of the things that's all about is, you know, people are going to listen to it. They're going to learn from it. And then they should be able to go out and do and succeed at the system that we're helping them see 
So I imagine this evolution that you're talking about is isn't just going from driving a truck to owning a truck. It could go well beyond that to I mean, you talked about having 50 employees now and you never would have imagined that. And, you know, what about the guy who now owns 50 trucks and never would have imagined, uh, you know, having a fleet like that. Right. That evolution can always can always grow. It, it can always grow. But our focus here really to start off with and what we're going to do for the first year is really start off and focus on that that guy that wants to start his own company, have one truck and and run that truck successfully. And then, you know, maybe after the first year, we can talk a little bit about growing it. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll kind of see what happens at that point. But, you know, what? no matter what your end goal is, you essentially can't stop evolving. You've got to continue changing that mindset you know, getting smarter, getting better. And if you do that, the level of its success is just going to keep climbing. Now, you've been working with uh, guys who have been trying to do this for quite a long time now, and you've seen, I'm sure, some succeed at it and some, well, not. Uh, so what's the difference there? Let's get into kind of the difference in that mindset and, and, and dig into it a little bit. So the difference really just boils down to the guys that are successful are the ones who most successfully change that mindset you know, we see guys that, you know, six months down the road of starting their own trunking company are still thinking like a driver. They think, you know, I'm going to just let, you know, somebody, I, I, somebody else find the loads for me. I'm not going to work hard at finding those loads. They're, they're, they, they just don't even try to do the business side of things. Like the finding the loads things, that's something you, you either have to get really good at doing yourself or you have to be willing to pay somebody else to do it for you. And, you know, like in any business, you know, some things you're going to handle on your own. Other things you're going to realize, you know what, this isn't my cup of tea. This is either not what I enjoy or it's not what I'm good at. So I need to get somebody else to help me do that. So those guys that can kind of transition and realize they're not just a driver anymore. They can't just think, okay, I'm going to get this load to point A to point B. There's a lot of other things I got to think about. Um, those are the ones that, that are really, really successful. And you know, that, that kind of goes along the spectrum. There's some guys that, that get to the point where, you know, they, they're, they're a really good driver and they grasp one or two of the concepts of an, an owner really, really well, and they can still be successful in that kind of a situation. And then there's others that grasp a ton of different aspects of being an owner and, and get really, really good at it. And, and those are the guys that, that typically achieve the level of success that they were really hoping to achieve when they started out. Right. And, you know, it's not that, having a driver mindset is a bad thing. Obviously we need a lot of drivers it's out not. there and it's, they need to have a driver mindset, but they've also got to have, got to add on to that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So, uh, give me an example of, uh, some, I mean, you, you did give me one thing with, you know, finding loads and whatnot, but let's, let's pull back and, and give me your philosophy kind of on what sorts of things owners do differently, how they think differently. So I think there's kind of three keys that go along with that. First, they've got to have a good attitude. Second, you've got to think like an owner. And third, they really have to be prepared and be good at being prepared. I feel, like you, I feel like you borrowed that from somewhere. The Boy Scouts, maybe? Well, yeah. I, what I, I am an Eagle Scout. Are you really? I am. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, high five from across Ooh. the room. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go down your list. I want to start with the first one. You mentioned attitude. Now, this is a pretty wide uh, topic, attitude. Oh, uh, well, my, my first grade teacher talked about that a lot. But what do you mean in this context when you say attitude? I think having a bad attitude is one of the big reasons people tend to fail in this industry and really in any kind of business. Attitude is key. 
as a business owner, you, you kind of have to be an optimistic person. It's really hard to, to run a successful business if you're a pessimist and you think everything's going to crash and burn and die. You, you've got to have a positive attitude that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to get through it and you're going to be able to be successful. And if you've got a bad attitude, that's going to start uh, affecting not just yourself, right, but the people around you, which as a business owner is that's big trouble. Yeah. If you've got a bad attitude and so then you start treating shippers harshly or you start treating your dispatcher harshly or other brokers harshly that you're working with, they're not going to want to do business with you anymore. And, and that's going to be a guaranteed recipe for failure. Right. So how do you keep that from happening? How do you keep your attitude up? Like, do you have any specific advice for us? Yeah. I think attitude really starts a lot with expectations. So you have to have a realistic expectations. So let's, let's get real here. Um, you're not going to get rich in the first year. That first year is going to be tough. It's going to be really hard, really tough. And it, it's probably going to be your hardest year ever on the road. And you just have to go into it realizing that's the case. You know, some of the challenges that we see with these brand new guys first getting started is really finding loads. That first load is hard to get because you, you, you don't have an established business and, and most people aren't going to want to be the guy that gives you that first shot. So typically that first load, you're just going to get a really crappy paying load. And, but that's going to be your, your, um, stepping stone. It's like resume building. It, exactly. It's your stepping stone. It's your resume builder. Cause you really this literally is, are going to use that first shipper yeah. or that first broker or whoever you haul that first load for as a reference to get your second load. Exactly. This is the, this is the working at McDonald's of trucking, right? You've got to, get that first step on your resume so that then you can get the reference for the next thing and, and so on and so yeah. forth until, uh, until you're playing with the big guys. And as time goes on, things are going to get easier. You know, after the first month, it's going to get easier, you know, three months, six months down the road, it gets a lot easier. And then really after a year, after a year, pretty much anybody will let you haul stuff for yeah. them. Yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't stop there. Right. What, what else do we need to worry about uh, in this vein with, you know, attitude and that sort of thing? So another expectation that you just kind of have to realize as part of the process is you're going to work more than you've probably ever worked before. Cause before as a driver, you kind of worried about your load and you got from point A to point B. Now you have to still do all of that, but you're the guy that has to worry about maintenance. You're the guy that has to kind of take care of the books, manage finances. And you're, you're going to have more balls that you have to juggle. Right. Well, you're, you're really selling me on this, Chris. It sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, I'm ready to start my trucking business. Uh, it, I, I'm just going to end the podcast here so I can run out and do it. Yeah, it, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be stressful, <laughs> but you know what? It's going to be worth it because you're going to have some really big highs in that first low as well because you're in that first year, you're going to have huge highs because you're going to do things you've never had to do before. You're, you know, you're going to make money for yourself. The paychecks coming in in your name, those that revenue that's coming in, that's stuff that you did and you earned. Yeah. There's no better feeling than that. Yeah, it's kind of that thrill of accomplishment, right? Um, so, so just realize it's not going to be all daisies. You're going to have some challenges that first year. Right. And, you know, you mentioned the first year is going to be really difficult, and et cetera, et cetera. But that's going to go for any business, right? And I'm sorry, but I'll just relate this to us uh, non-entrepreneurs out there, Chris. Uh, that goes for just about anything. Start a new job, you, you know, start any new venture, have a kid. That first year, 
can be pretty it's rough. Tough. You have to settle into things and get into a groove, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've been married for 15 years, and this is kind of a running joke between me and my wife. Like when people ask us how long we've been married, I always take one year off because that first year, we we, yeah, we struggled our first year. It was tough. <laughs> so I know, you know kind you of mean. that same thing. That first year is about surviving. It's not, you're, you're probably not going to thrive unless you've got some magic wand and 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 buck the trend more so than most people. That first year is really about surviving. After that, it's going to get better and your odds of, of having greater success just go up and up and up and up. Well, surviving and I'd throw learning in there as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, so, okay, let's move on to number two. Think like an owner. I, I feel like we've been talking about this a little bit, but maybe we want to drill down into this a little more at this point. Uh, what do you mean by think like an owner? You know, an owner is going to typically think differently than an employee or a driver. So the best way to probably do that is to really talk through some examples. So typically when you're, you have a trucking company, fuel is going to be your biggest expense and your, your greatest cost. And so when you're buying a truck, that's one of the things that you really kind of have to keep in mind. So you've got this, you know, I, I, we see a ton of drivers that come in or, and are trying to start their own company and want to be owners and they want to, they get, they want to go out and buy that truck of their dreams. You know, they get Twitter pated by the long nose Pete that is a sweet looking truck, but it's also the one that gets five miles a gallon. And, <laughs> sure. uh, you know, when, when you're driving a truck that gets five miles to the gallon and your competition is driving a truck that gets seven miles to the gallon, that's a huge difference that is really hard to overcome because that, that, well, that translates huge. I mean, over it, five and seven doesn't sound like that big a difference, but percentage-wise, that's huge. And so, I mean, what are we talking here? That's 40%. Yeah. Uh, a 40% increase in fuel costs just from, you know, seven down to five or somewhere around maybe, there. Yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm not maybe that not good quite at 40, but it, it is, it's, a big, it's a big difference. You know, I calculated it out, just kind of, you know, playing with some numbers, and it, and it came out to about $20,000 a year in fuel cost difference going with that truck that gets five miles per gallon versus a truck that gets seven. Right. So that's one of the biggest reasons that buying the right truck is so important because if you buy the wrong one, it's really, really hard to recover from. And we're going to cover that in, in a lot more detail during the next podcast. Another area, you know, to do with fuel savings and driver attitude versus owner attitude is, is you kind of look at how a driver typically in the industry gets paid. They're usually going to get paid by the mile. So take maybe 40 cents a mile is what a driver gets paid. So it's kind of in their best interest to run that truck super hard as fast as they possibly can and get, you know, from point A to point B as quick as they can. Cause that that's how they get paid. And that's going to, is, is what's going to make them get paid more. But on the owner side of things, you know, if your delivery isn't till, tomorrow and you've got, you know, room in your hours of service that you can take 10 hours instead of, or take, yeah, take 10 hours instead of nine hours to get there. You may actually be better off driving a little bit of slower, saving some fuel. And now all of a sudden you're making more money. So, you know, it's just seeing those things and understanding that, that really makes the difference between being a driver and owner. Cause you know, that, that, that's what really ha impacts your bottom line and affects how much money you put in your pocket. Yeah. Now I know you just, you're in the process or you did just buy a truck and we're going to be talking about that soon. Uh, it, how cool is it? Did you get the sweetest I, truck out there? I'm, I, I like it. We'll put some pictures on the podcast when I'm in, in the show notes when, uh, when we do that episode, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. 
it's not the long nose Pete. It's not that <laughs> traditional classic truck, but yeah. it, it it's a good looking truck. All right, all right. Does it have uh, have all the sweet running lights and all that stuff? No, it it doesn't have chicken lights or. or you know, that's what they call me, the chicken, chicken lights or a truck that's lit up like a Christmas tree. And that's another difference between the driver mentality and the owner mentality. Because the funny thing is with those lights, you know, you only have a certain number of lights that are required by the DOT. So when somebody throws all those other lights on the truck, you know, that may be what they want to do. But you have to keep in mind that those lights cost maintenance. So if one goes out, you've got to replace it. And if you've got twice as many lights as required, you're going to spend twice as much money on fixing lights when they break. And the other problem that that causes that even though those lights aren't required, if one of them goes out and you get caught in an inspection, a DOT inspection, and one of those lights isn't working, that's going to be a gig on your CSA score. And you know, you, you got to be able to think about those things. Yeah. yeah, it's not required to maintain it until you put it on there yeah. with those extra lights. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Um, all right, so we've got a few examples then of how to think differently as an owner. Uh, I'm sure there are lots more, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot more of them as we move forward. Uh, but the final thing that you mentioned in that uh, those three keys is uh, our Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Be prepared. Uh, and this, I mean, it seems self-explanatory, but tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that, why you include that here. Yeah, so the, the be prepared that is so prevalent in the Boy Scouts is a big part of attitude because when challenges come up and there's going to be challenges, that's you just have to know that that's going to happen. It's a lot easier to have a good attitude if you're prepared for them. Now, there's dozens of ways that owner operators have to be prepared and they have to do it every day. You know, they have to understand how they're going to run their route. They've got to manage their hours of service. And there's just a million of other things they got to think about and have on their mind. So what I really want to focus on are really those big picture financial things. They're the most important. And if there's really one thing I want you to get out of this episode, this is really the key to that. You have to be prepared financially. So here's kind of what I recommend to everybody who's just starting out a trekking company. So most people are probably transitioning from they've been driving for somebody else, either as a leased on owner operator or as a employee driver. So let's, let's use the employee driver as an example. You know, say you're getting paid 40 cents a mile for this first year. And maybe even a little bit longer than that, you should still only pay yourself 40 cents a mile. Don't go out. You're going to start seeing a lot of money coming in, but a lot of that money needs to be set aside for future expenses. And where we see guys get into trouble is they, you know, they've been paying themselves 40 cents a mile. And then they see a bunch of money coming into the business, more revenue, more actual money in their bank account than they've ever seen before. And people start taking that out and not thinking about what's coming down the pipe and what's coming down in the future. So you've got to start building a nest egg. And that's important because there's, there's basically two types of expenses. There's those expenses that are expected that you know are going to come up. And then there's the unexpected expenses. That's uh, something that anybody, I think, with a little life experience would know something about, right? You talk about having that little safety net for yourself. And it, you know, it's, it's important in your personal life and it's also super critical in the business. You've got to have that nest egg and it's more than just having the nest egg. There's, you know, I look at as a nest egg is kind of what you have more for those unexpected expenses that come up, but you've also got this pile of expected expenses that are come up. You take, for example, you know, you know that one year from the day that you start your business, you're going to have two really big expenses come up a year down the road. 
You're going to have to make another insurance down payment that's going to be big. It's probably not going to be as big as your first one, but it's still going to be a big expense. You're also probably going to have to pay for your license registration, for your tags, for your truck again. And that's another big expense. So you need to start saving that money and setting it aside. And that's what a lot of guys where we see they struggle and they fail is they don't plan that in advance. So not only do you save money for those unexpected, like, breakdowns and things like that, but you've also got to save money for those expected things that you either should know or you know are coming down the pipe. Yeah. And I mean, it's similar, like you said, it's similar to any other aspect of life. Um, you know, the first, we, we talked about the first year of marriage or whatever the case may be where you're kind of investing in that future. And it's a similar mindset all around here. It's, um, uh, you know, you got to start saving from day one, you drive, uh, you know, I, I like the example of buying a new pickup truck just because you got a big wad of cash in your account. But no, I mean, you've got, presumably, you've got a car that still runs. Run it into the ground before you uh, go out and buy something new yeah. and shiny, right? Be, being smart with your finances that way. I've seen a lot of clients do that. They they see that extra money and it looks like they've got extra money, but that's really money that should be set aside for something else. Yeah. But they, they use that money and go buy that big pickup. You take, for me, example, in, in my own personal life, um, I drove the same car for 16 years and you know that I, I and that was helping me save money before I started my businesses and then I drove it for another 10 plus years after I started my first business so that I I didn't incur a ton of personal expenses that made it so that I was being forced to draw money out of my business that I shouldn't be drawing out to pay off my personal expenses you just you know, live slim as you can live frugal that first year. And that will set you up for the greatest chance of success. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about having a good attitude, which means something very specific in this context. Um, and we've talked about changing your mindset. We've talked about being prepared. Uh, any other thoughts that you want to leave us with for this episode? You know, I, I maybe just kind of summarize it up a little bit. So I, I would say, you know, one, not everybody's going to be successful. There's a lot of things that going into that. And I, and I kind of look at there's really four things that are critical to being successful. Hard work. You've got to be somewhat smart. You've got to have a good attitude and a little bit of luck. You have those four things and and you're going to be successful. What do you make of uh, of the old saw? I make my own luck. <laughs> Can somebody <laughs> you, make you, their own luck? I, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about with being prepared, it, right? It is. L- luck is the intersection of preparation and and kind of timing. You know, a lot of the things that I've done in starting my businesses and the things that I've done, I've been able to, you know, people may call me lucky, but I was lucky because I had prepared and I, I either had the money or I had connections or something that when that opportunity came along, I could jump on it. I know tons and tons of people that have opportunities, have things come down their pipe, but they're not in a position where they can act on it. And so, yeah, you've got to be that, that preparation is really what makes the luck. So our goal with this whole show is to help you see a system that you can follow that's going to give you the greatest chance of success. I've read a, a ton of stuff in the past about franchises and how you know, because I've got a military background, how people with a military background are often some of the most successful franchisees. And the reason behind that is because one, they're willing to work really hard. Two, military people 
tend to be very good at following systems. And that's really what a franchise is. And that's what we're trying to do here is create that system. And so like military people, if you're disciplined, you can follow that system, it's gonna work out. And that's that's why most people can be successful at franchises. They're given that system, they follow it, they're successful. That's what we're gonna do here. Listen, learn, and then go out and do it and be successful. And of course, you don't have to have that military background, but it's that mindset that you're talking about. That's what you're talking about, shifting into that uh, uh, that new mindset as an owner and having yeah. that discipline, right? It's having the discipline to do, to do the things that we're talking about. Like, for example, you know, starting to set aside that money from day one that you know you're going to need to pay for your insurance down payment a year later, setting aside that money from day one. And so you've got money to, you know, pay for an engine if it breaks down and, you know, doing things like that are really what's going to make people successful. Guys that do that, that have that kind of discipline and follow this system that we're talking about are the ones that are going to have the greatest chance of success. Fantastic. Well, and speaking of success, uh, I think I speak for both of us when I say we'd like to hear from these people, uh, especially if you have been listening to this podcast, uh, not just these first four episodes, but as we go on, uh, as we continue on with this, if you find some success with what we're talking about, we want to hear from you. Uh, if something we've said has helped you out, let us know. Uh, email us at, I already gave this email earlier, but info at hollandassetsllc.com. No G, right, Chris? No G. Uh, it's very You got important. it that time. Good job. Uh, info at hollandassetsllc.com we want to hear from you whether you have questions because you're just starting out um, we want to hear those Uh, but we also want to hear your success success stories Uh, things that uh, we've done to help you out we'd love to hear that yeah I I love one of my my favorite things in life is to get with other business owners other you know entrepreneurs or business owners whatever you want to call them and hear their stories I would love nothing more than to hear from listeners of this podcast saying, Hey, I took this principle that you talked about and I applied it and here's how it helped me. That, that, that would make my day. Yep. And there's, I have no doubt that there will be plenty of those. It's just a matter of getting on that keyboard and letting us know. We want to hear from you. Please do. So I also just want to remind you guys coming up the next episode, I'm super excited for. This is the one I've been looking forward to the most since we started recording and it's buying a truck because uh, you've got a sweet truck parked right out in front of the house. Uh, yeah, I've that, been practicing driving, so I, <laughs> I, I, I dr- I've been driving around a little bit today. At seven miles per gallon. At seven that's, miles per gallon. It's, it's, it's education. It's part of an education. It's there you a, go. And that's important. <laughs> it's also fun, right? It, it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we hope you'll stick around for that. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever your favorite uh, podcast client is. Make sure you leave a review because those do help us out quite a bit. We want people to be able to find us, and those reviews actually help them do that. So visit uh, Holland Assets, no G, hollandassetsllc.com for the show notes to get some more detail on all this stuff. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you then.